1: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered all throughout July with all the odds, props, promos, and parlays for baseball, WNBA, MMA, boxing, and more. Use our promo code BLEAV, That's BLEAV to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. That's the whole purpose of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever it is that you so choose. And we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. We have got a fantabulous show coming at you today. It is... August 3rd according to my count. It may not be that according to your count but still like we just said six seconds ago. We still appreciate you stopping in. If you are a frequent listener to the Take It Easy podcast you have heard Juju Talk Sports on here many times. Uh, His YouTube channel is a relatively popular show and we very much enjoy his time coming here to the Take It Easy podcast and Juju and I put together some uh, fun videos, one of them based on a a podcast topic that we did here on the Take It Easy podcast back on July 10th talking about Carson Wentz. We did a full-length deep-dive podcast into why it was that Carson Wentz, despite the fact that in the last four years he's had two above-average seasons of 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a quarterback rating in the 93-94 to range, which is above the 916 Average. Why is. And by the way, also a really bad season and also an injury riddled season where Ron Rivera called him out for being not good. And we started figuring out why it is that Carson Wentz isn't signed by any team despite the fact Carson is willing to be a backup quarterback despite the fact that Carson has had two above average starting quarterback seasons in the last four years and despite the fact that he is without question still one of the 30 to 40 best quarterbacks in the NFL we started asking the question about a month ago why is it that Carson hasn't had a job and Juju Talk Sports took the conversation that we had a couple months ago with Carson Wentz and expanded upon that conversation. And so today I wanted to share that with you guys, as well as just a fun little sports radio topic that we had, a little 15 minutes talking about who we would pick to cast in the season two of Netflix's quarterback documentary series. Just kind of a fun little show that we put together and got to have some fun with. And I wanted to share both of those here with you today. Uh, This is originally called a slump buster takeover on the Take It Easy podcast as we changed our format a little bit. I think the sports radio Thursday is kind of the best description for what we have on this show. And uh, today we want to talk about Carson Wentz and uh, have some fun with the Netflix quarterback documentary series and just make jokes at the expense of Jimmy Garoppolo. All of that and more you will enjoy here today on the show with our friend Juju Talk Sports here on this lovely August 3rd Slump Buster Takeover.
0: Cal, we're only a few weeks from the start of the NFL season, and it made me think about, like, there's still a lot of guys that are unsigned. And one name that sticks out in particular, Carson Wentz. And it just blew my mind because I'm just thinking about, like, was 2017 that long ago? I mean, it's starting to feel like eternity ago, but at the same time, it's it's just six years. Like, how does a guy go from an MVP candidate? Like many people believe truly, if he didn't get hurt those final few weeks of the season, he would have been the MVP. How does a guy go from that? The out of the league and how even a couple years ago, I would argue he still had a decent little year for himself with Indianapolis aside from them not making the playoffs. It was a good quarterback year statistically. What do you think of Carson Wentz in the state of his career right now?
1: So let's talk about Carson Wentz, the quarterback right now and where he kind of resides because the numbers are pretty clear what kind of quarterback Carson Wentz is. Uh, you were right about in 2017, he was going to be Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. And what I mean by that is he would have won MVP of the league, Super Bowl MVP, because remember, that was the year that Nick Foles led them to the championship. He would have been Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl champion at 25 years old. He would have accomplished all three of those by 25 years old, where Patrick Mahomes was MVP, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champ at 24. And Mahomes was the youngest to ever do it. Wentz would have been the youngest to ever do all three by 25. And then he has the injury. And then He had a partial season in 2018 where he came back from the torn ACL and then he got hurt again and Foles had to play in the playoffs and at the end of the regular season. So in the last four full seasons that Carson Wentz had, which was his last two years in Philly, the year with the Colts and the year in Washington, he's had two above average seasons um, in 2019 with the Eagles and in 2021 with Indy, he had 27 touchdowns seven interceptions in both seasons and had a passer rating of 93 and 95 which for those who don't know 91.6 is about the average passer rating in the nfl so he's had two above average seasons 2019 and 2021 they're just intertwined with an awful 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 season in 2020 where he got benched for jalen hurts and 2022 with washington where he started the first Six games, wasn't great, got hurt, and then they uh, replaced him with Heineke. And also uh, Ron Rivera said the problem is the quarterback position. So got publicly called out by his coach and then got hurt and replaced. So he's had two above average seasons, a really bad season, and an injury season. Uh, Not to say that it was going great in Washington before, but let's call it an injury season. So Carson Wentz now at 31 is probably in that like 30 to 40 quarterback range at this point. There's probably no team in the league he would start on. He's probably a top end backup in the league at this point. And no teams have decided they want him as a backup quarterback nobody wants carson wentz as a backup quarterback for their team wentz came out and said he was okay being a backup somewhere and teams have just decided they don't want him to be the backup quarterback and the best explanation i can find for it and we can talk about it a little bit more after is carson wentz has had three teams move on from him in the last three years without a guarantee that they've had anything better they just said we don't want him on our team anymore the eagles weren't sure Jalen Hurts was better than Carson Wentz. They traded Carson Wentz, even though all the financial reasons said we shouldn't take a $36 million dead cap hit to trade Carson Wentz. They traded him anyways. The Colts got rid of Carson Wentz, despite the fact they replaced him with nothing. They replaced him with broken Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger. They just said, we would rather have a worse quarterback and tank a season then continue playing with Carson Wentz. And Washington just moved off of Carson Wentz despite the fact that Sam Howell is their starting quarterback next year. So three different teams in three years have actively decided to get rid of Carson Wentz despite the fact they didn't have anything better in the tank. And I guess that has to do with Carson Wentz the person.
0: Does Carson Wentz start a game this NFL season?
1: No, no. Carson Wentz will not start an NFL game this season because... I don't think a team at this point is even one injury away from a Carson Wentz. Is a team going to go out and sign Carson Wentz because, say, I'm not going to pick a name, but say their quarterback uh, has an Achilles injury in the preseason. I don't think someone's going to say, hey, we're going to sign Carson Wentz the way the Dolphins did with Jay Cutler. I don't don't think we're going to see that. I think Carson Wentz is probably a third string guy somewhere, if at all. I mean, Carson. people don't want Carson Wentz as their backup quarterback, which is strange given the output of production we talked about. So I think this has to do more with teams don't want to put themselves in that position because Carson Wentz has struck out in the last three places that he's been, um, where there's been all sorts of reporting done now that when he was leaving the Eagles, uh, he was the Eagles did not have his back like the locker room did not have his back when he was getting benched Jalen Hurts basically said this year he hasn't talked to Carson since he left Philadelphia he wasn't a mentor at all to Jalen he was pissed when they drafted Jalen in the first place never was a mentor to Jalen was pissed when he got benched the locker room didn't have Carson Wentz's back when he got benched because he was kind of pissy about it and I, I just presume that Carson Wentz, part of being a backup quarterback is being a nice guy and being a good relationship guy. And I just guess Carson isn't that dude. So yeah. I don't think we're going to see Carson Wentz start a game this year because I don't think there's a team desperate enough to make him their starting quarterback.
0: So is he more polarizing or less polarizing than Cam Noonan was a couple of years ago, do you think?
1: Different reasons, similar outcome, I feel like. I think for different reasons, we've seen different results. Because I mean, Cam Newton even found his way back to the Panthers for two games at this point. But you have to remember, I think it's pretty safe to say Cam Newton's the greatest player in that franchise's history. He's yeah. Beloved in Carolina. So it was
0: kind of a sweetheart deal they gave him whenever they welcomed him
1: back wasn't necessarily a sweetheart deal because they needed a quarterback, but the relationship was there, right? Yeah. They, they had had the relationship before. I know it's a different general manager now in Carolina, but it was, the relationship was there. It was
0: something you could sell to the fans. Like, hey, we're welcoming probably one of the greatest quarterbacks or the greatest quarterback in our franchise's history. It's, it's not – Carson Wentz, you can't do that. Like, let's say the Eagles – not putting this on him, but, you know, let's say Jalen Hurts got hurt. You know, he can't just walk into Philadelphia tomorrow. In fact, it might be the most it might be a nightmare if he walked into Philadelphia tomorrow in that locker yeah. room. No, um, he burned
1: the bridges on the way out the door. He burned but, the bridges leaving Philly.
0: Like you said, Jim Ursay had nothing nice to say about Carson Wentz on the way out. Like he's still hounding him in interviews and worked two years removed. Jim Ursay's Carson still Wentz, talking about yeah. that week 18 against Jacksonville.
1: Dude. Uh, remember the Colts tried that that for like five years they just tried the like replacement level quarterback old guy to try and replace uh Andrew Luck Carson Wentz was the best of the four or five that they tried and they still didn't want him remember going into last year I kept bringing up
0: his stat line because it was 27 touchdowns seven interceptions that's that's a great year for most quarterbacks that's like at least top 15 like when you think Mm -hmm. touchdown interception ratio but the fact is You would just have these moments where he'd do a -a spin-a-rooney interception, and it just owners, fans, the front offices, they can't have a guy who consistently does that. And like you mentioned, not well liked in the locker room. Do you think if he would go, if he could go back, he would try and do things different with Jalen? Because I understand a little bit of that animosity. He's coming off one of the most unique circumstances in NFL history with what happened with Nick Foles, and then your organization goes and drafts another quarterback. So I kind of get it. But how do you think Carson Wentz should have handled that situation differently?
1: That's a good question, because honestly, if Carson Wentz wasn't the worst quarterback in the NFL during that 2020 season where he threw more interceptions than anyone in the league and only had like 15 touchdowns or something, if he was only just bad instead of the worst quarterback in the NFL, he might have still been the quarterback the next season in Philadelphia. Like Doug Peterson left because he, for by what we understand, Doug Peterson wanted Carson Wentz as his quarterback. They didn't fire Doug Peterson until about two weeks after the season ended. It was a really weird situation where the the season ended and they put Sudfeld in and they tanked for the better draft pick, which by the way was a great idea in hindsight. They got an extra, <laughs> they got Devonta Smith and an extra first round pick out of it, so it was a great decision to tank. But besides that point, like the season ended two weeks passed and then they fired Doug Peterson. When the organization had made the call that they were going to move on from Carson Wentz, they also moved on from Doug Peterson. And I thought that that was really interesting because I don't know if they would have made that decision if Wentz hadn't been so atrociously bad and if the locker room hadn't totally turned their back on him at the end. So yeah, I think if Carson handles the 2020 season a little differently, especially with Jalen, his career goes a little differently. Yeah. But he was also not well liked in Indianapolis, same situation where they were ready to move off of him. And in Washington, it just, it never stuck. I mean, he was, it was Heineke's team by week six. So, I mean, it was basically nothing was there for him at that point. So maybe the Eagles thing is different, but we have a larger sample size that he didn't handle himself well.
0: And I think too, like off season reporting from the previous year, like Washington, he wasn't even their first choice. They actually had a trade in place for jimmy garoppolo for a third round pick but because jimmy couldn't pass his physical enter carson wentz so mm-hmm. that kind of tells you how far the guy has fallen from grace I mean, there was a point where you mentioned you compared him to patrick Mahomes very early on in this recording here but um there was a point i even remember you straight up calling him the white patrick mahomes that used to be your nickname for him and you just compare how those two quarterbacks are it's it's not even close not even the same stratosphere
1: Juju, I think the 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 closest bad take I've ever had before, and, and I've mentioned this, the, I think maybe the first time I came on to this, this fine podcast and this fine channel was in going into the 2020 season, I said, Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback and Josh Allen was going to be replaced at the end of the season. For the buffalo bills and if i had just flipped the names of the giant white quarterbacks who could run i would have been a prophet because josh allen was terrible going into the 2020 season and carson wentz was the former mvp candidate who hadn't had a healthy season in two years if i had just flipped the names i would have been the only fucking analyst who had josh allen turning into an mvp candidate while carson wentz getting benched i was that close and i just flip the names, but I was exactly correct. Yes. I thought Carson Wentz was going to return to MVP form. I thought Josh Allen was going to be terrible. I was this close to being right for the rest of time on on being the only person to predict Josh Allen's development and the only person to predict Carson Wentz's downfall. And I was that close and now I get to be all time wrong on that. Good
0: process, bad results. It happens to the best of us. What about like going back to the very beginning? Like, let's say that Carson Wentz injury never happens. Do you think his career is any different? Like if he goes on and Philadelphia still wins the Super Bowl that year? Or do you think that things kind of break down in a similar way? I mean, the injuries probably still would have happened. His likability in the locker room, that still might have been a thing. I don't know. I mean, maybe it affected his psyche too. And he became more unlikable as time went on.
1: Yeah, that one's probably too big of a question to fully dive into here, but I think we've all kind of reevaluated that 2017 Super Bowl for the Eagles, right? Because Nick Foles with two and a half Hall of Fame offensive linemen playing for that team, Nick Foles was able to throw 400 yards in a Super Bowl and put up 40 points in an NFC championship game and 40 points in a Super Bowl and, and beat New England, right? And then the next year when Peters got hurt in the playoffs, Jason Kelsey got hurt in the playoffs. Uh, They were playing the Saints. They were up 14-0 after the double-doink game. This was the second round of the playoffs. They were up 14-0 in the first quarter. And then Peters got hurt, and then Kelsey got hurt. And then Nick Foles looked completely trash, and he has never really started in the nfl ever since so like very clearly the the best offensive line in the history of the nfl was what was propping up nick Foles, and also probably propping up carson wentz during that mvp season right if nick Foles is going to go from backup quarterback to super bowl mvp and then back to backup quarterback as soon as you remove that offensive line it's probably fair to say carson wentz was benefiting from that same offensive line during Mm -hmm. his 2017 mvp season so i don't think he would have been the white patrick mahomes like i had uh, joked a few years ago on programs like this but i think carson wentz would probably still have an nfl career or at the very least at this stage if it does lead to this if he's former super bowl mvp maybe he gets the backup quarterback job with the eagles joe flacco but- right yeah, right. Or or even Nick Foles. I mean, Nick Foles is still bouncing around the league as a backup quarterback at this point when in 2016, he was getting ready to retire from the league. He was going on a fishing trip to decide whether or not he was going to keep playing. And then he came back for one more backup job, right? Like Nick Foles is still I know he was on the Colts last year because uh, what was it? Thibodeau was doing snow angels around Nick Foles body after he broke his ribs or something. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know Nick Foles is still hanging around somewhere in the league. So I mean, if he's Super Bowl MVP and has a statue outside of the stadium like Nick Foles does, maybe Carson Wentz still has a backup job with the Eagles at the very least, but I I think we won't know for sure, but I think it's safe to say that that, I mean, depending on how you feel about Lane Johnson, three Hall of Famers on that offensive line was probably playing something into the seasons Carson Wentz was having at the beginning of his career.
0: Let me ask you, man, is there a single quarterback injury do you think that would change your mind about him starting in the NFL at any point this season? Like if I told Um, you Justin Herbert or hell, even your boy Patrick Mahomes had to a significant time this year, like does that at all move the needle for you?
1: I don't think Frank Reich would do it in Carolina because they have Andy Dalton. I'm just trying to think of who he has the relationship with. I don't know how good the relationship is with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, but if Trevor Lawrence were to get hurt, I think like CJ Beathard is their backup quarterback. So maybe under that circumstance, Carson would sign as a backup to CJ Beathard. And then at that point, just wait for CJ Beathard to shit the bed and then you can take over as the starter. But I don't see the place where I could get him in. the. I, I could see a place where he gets in the game because I mean, come on, like by week 15 last year, I think like 16 of the 32 starting quarterbacks were missing time in the league. So like, yeah, quarterbacks get hurt all the time. So I could see a place where if he gets signs as a third stringer, he could get some playing time. But as a starter, I think the league has kind of made it clear that he's not that guy, pal. I don't think he's going to be a starter, even with one injury at this point in the, in the story for the league. So I think his best bet is he signs on as a third stringer or signs on as a backup when someone gets hurt and then eventually takes over because he's still the top 30 to top 40 quarterback in the league that the numbers say he is. I mean, like I said, he's had two good seasons and two bad seasons. Well, really two good seasons, one bad season, and one injured season in the last four years. So I think he's probably in that like upper echelon of backup quarterbacks, but he might have to sit behind the incumbent who is worse than him to get time in the NFL.
0: What do you think Carson Wentz ends up? Like to hear your thoughts in the comment section, leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We'll see you next time. Okay, Kyle, so Netflix has a new documentary out, Quarterback, following the lives of Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, had all quarterbacks mic'd up throughout the year. And it kind of made me think, like, if this is going to be a continuous series, what are some quarterbacks that might be interesting to follow around next year? I I wonder if they're going to kind of, like, stay in the same format. Like, you know, when you think about, like, who they got for this most recent season, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's the best quarterback in football right now. You have Kirk Cousins, who's probably in that like tier three of quarterbacks. And then you have Marcus Mariota, who's the classic bridge quarterback, the classic guy that you have on your team for one year until your rookie quarterback, in this case, Desmond Ritter, is ready to step up. Do you think they'll follow that same kind of format or what do you think would be a high priority add for them next year?
1: Well, if they do stick with the same format, I think the star quarterback you got to go for is Joe Burrow. Because, man, I would be super interested to see a season following Joe Burrow, especially if it's going to be this season where the Cincinnati Bengals and Kansas City are technically one and one against each other. And they're both angling. They're probably the two best teams on paper in the AFC going into the season. Yeah, if you're going to pick a star, star quarterback, just make sure that it's going to be Joe Burrow. I haven't seen the documentary, but from what I understand, it was kind of interesting to see. Mariota get replaced partway through the season. It was interesting to learn about Kirk Cousins battling the injuries he did. I think a whole episode was dedicated to like quarterbacks memorizing play calls and like how they, they remember 17 things, have to process it and then relay it to people in the huddle, which every quarterback, whether you're Gardner Minshew or Patrick Mahomes has to know how to do that. So I thought that was an interesting take on how they did the show. If they're going to keep that format together and follow quarterbacks, the first person I'm calling is Joe Burrow to see if okay. Joe Burrow's interested.
0: Let's break that down. Just like, so the star quarterback tier... I do think that Joe would be a very interesting quarterback to study the life of. I mean, since this guy's been in college, you know, he's been like one of the most popular athletes in America. So I think people would love to see his day-to-day life. Like you said, it's going to be a big year for the Bengals. Could they be on that next tier up? They've been knocking on the door, you know, obviously being in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, taking the Chiefs to the wire in this last AFC championship. It does end up being the Chiefs versus Bengals again, you know, this year. I think people would love to follow that. I actually will say if and certainly if you still consider him a superstar, if dream casting for Netflix would probably be someone along the lines of Aaron Rodgers as much as I'm not really an Aaron Rodgers fan because he's a curmudgeon at this point in those last couple of years of his career, especially this coming season with we don't know how long his tenure is going to be with the New York Jets. I feel as though this would be the perfect time. And certainly, obviously, HBO was capitalizing on that by making the Jets do hard knocks this year. I feel as though Aaron Rodgers would probably be my, my dream casting for the superstar quarterback tier.
1: That's a good one. I don't know if I'd qualify Aaron Rodgers as a superstar, superstar quarterback anymore, but he did win two MVPs just two years ago. So I shouldn't put too much disdain on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good choice as well for putting together a star star quarterback and the cameras following I would love to see what Aaron Rodgers does in his house because like a part of the show is like they follow Patrick Mahomes home they talk to his family they talk to Kirk Cousins family Uh, Marcus Mariota was doing something in his living room that went viral like that's part of it too so that would be interesting to kind of see the Aaron Rodgers home life and, and get a peek into whatever Aaron would be willing to let Netflix show for the cameras.
0: All right. Let's talk about that next tier down the Kirk
1: Cousins tier of quarterbacks. Like who would be great to follow the life of? So this quarterback might be a little bit too good for this category, but I kind of want to get both these people in here. I'm gonna go Dak Prescott. I'm interested in how Dak Prescott kind of exists outside of football because for all the talk about being the star quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys and consistently being a Pro Bowl quarterback for each of the last like six seasons, I know we think of him as like the tier three quarterback or something, but I feel like I don't really know a whole lot lot about Dak Prescott other than like that little snippet of his life like the four minute clip on hard knocks a couple of years or maybe a few years ago now that little snippet on hard knocks I I would be interested to learn more about Dak Prescott you
0: know I'm actually with you I I was thinking about that but then, then I thought about the hard knocks aspect and the fact we already kind of got a glimpse at Dak Prescott that was an interesting year too that he was coming off of his major leg injury at that point um, how would he be this year? Because I feel like this is going to be a big year for Dak Prescott. This year could be the make or break year, whether or not uh, Dallas wants to continue pushing forward on this path with him. So I agree with you because it has a lot of parallels to Kirk Cousins because I feel like in many ways last year was a make or break year for Kirk Cousins as well. I would mention a couple others. If you want to go surly in a controversial route, we could go with uh, a Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Hey, if Netflix had the opportunity to get that one, that would be ratings gold certainly people would tune in for it
1: there would be a lot of protests to that one
0: i don't think there would be i feel like people would actually be legitimately interested whether you love him hate him or or somewhere in the middle to just watch what goes on now as long as they turn off the camera if he's heading towards any massage areas then we're fine if i was to name another quarterback that might be interesting just kind of like a new face new place kind of thing uh Derek carr new orleans might be interesting Hell, even like a Matthew Stafford, actually, too. Matthew Stafford, you know, he had an injury riddled year last year, uh, the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You could follow that injury storyline and see how he does this year. And like if the Rams bounce back at all, I don't know. Those might be a couple interesting names kind of like in that territory to just target. Um, what about that next tier down? So we're talking about kind of like the bridge quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that people aren't really necessarily thinking of, some that might not even keep their job throughout the year.
1: So my personal preference is Gardner Minshew just because I want to see him doing like weightlifting while living in a van in the offseason. But that's just because Gardner Minshew is just absolutely insane. The reason I I say him is, is more for like a broader context of I want to see one of those quarterbacks who has a rookie that has been drafted at the top of the draft class. So I'm thinking like Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans. They obviously just drafted Will Levis. I'd be interested to kind of see that dynamic. Minshew is a cult with uh, Anthony Richardson, of course. You could say Andy Dalton with Bryce Young over in Carolina, potentially. Like one of those types of stories is the one that would be interesting to me. Is like a team that has clearly drafted the young quarterback, prioritized the young quarterback, and has brought in a veteran to maybe play at times, maybe mentor kind of somewhere in between. I think the Minshew-Anthony Richardson thing or the uh, Ryan Tannehill-Will Levis dynamic would be two very different dynamics, but also equally interesting going into the year. So I'd say one of those two, maybe Andy Dalton, just because Andy Dalton has a crazy NFL story and now he's backing up Bryce Young in Carolina. But yeah, I would say either the the Minshew Colts situation or Tannehill and the Titans.
0: Well, if we want to go crazy NFL story, Jimmy Garoppolo with Las Vegas, <laughs> like just past his physical today. With all the drama that happened with Jimmy Garoppolo over the last couple of years with the San Francisco 49ers, I would be intrigued, especially too, because Jimmy lives a pretty quiet life. Like, you would not know this man exists if he didn't occasionally post um uh ad for the shirt company he works for on his instagram from every other month you know mm-hmm. like we don't really know a whole lot about jimmy and the fact that like in every press conference he you know he did the right thing he did the politically correct speech especially when talking about like trey lance and the other quarterbacks on the roster if there was they were able to get to that inside access i think that that would be a good person to fall around for a year
1: even though I know that you're a 49ers homer and even though I know you're a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy I do have to agree with you it would be kind of interesting to follow Garoppolo who's already preemptively injured going into this season I think it It would be interesting to follow Garoppolo, even though I know, like I said, you're a 49ers homer and a big Jimmy Garoppolo guy. That would be interesting to follow him around with the Raiders.
0: All right. So going away from the standard format, like just give me one more name that you would love to kind of put on the radar for Netflix.
1: CJ Stroud. Like CJ Stroud as a rookie, top draft pick, terrible organization. I'll just throw CJ Stroud out there as a name. I think he would be interesting to follow going into his first year in the league
0: i'm gonna throw out justin fields if we're gonna stick with kind of like that ascending player this last week for justin fields colin Coward like kind of came after him he came after himself by putting out the i'm a top five rushing quarterback of all time i think following around that guy in his third nfl season you know could he have a jalen hurts type breakout or is he gonna just regress from this point forward. I I kind of would love to see that answers and how he feels about it. um, Certainly within that bears locker room. So
1: yeah, if there's one more name I would throw out and it would just be for the unique aspect of it, it would be Kyler Murray, just so we can kind of see how the injury rehab process looks behind the scenes. Like people don't realize how hard it is to rehab from a major injury.
0: I wanted to, but the fact that I wasn't sure when he would come back made me want, made me think like, would it be good tv you know like if he was out like till like midseason. now i know he said he has a goal to be back out there by week one but you know not everyone hits their goal so i don't know if you're like your netflix and you're like how do we make this interesting for such and such amount of time if you'd really enjoy that but it, it, coming into this year too for the cardinals especially because it does seem like even if he does get healthy and ready to go do the cardinals really want him that healthy and ready to go there's even that thought process going like how bad do the cardinals want to be this year
1: yeah maybe he's the special fourth quarterback addition to the list is like they have their their joe burrows their Dak Prescott's, they're Jimmy Garoppolo's, and then they kind of weave in Kyler in the process. But I like the Justin Fields one too. I think Justin Fields is in an interesting position this year because everyone is betting on his development at this point. This is the third year. This is when Tua was supposed to make the leap. This is (laughs) when Jalen Hurts was supposed to make the leap. You know, everyone's eyeballing Justin Fields like a vulture to see what's going to happen. So behind the scenes access would be thoroughly entertaining.
0: If I didn't know that. Bill Belichick would put the kibosh on most things. I would even say like a Mac Jones might be somewhat interesting.
1: Is there anyone else from that draft class that still has a, I mean, Trevor? Well, I
0: I mean, Trey Lance would be, (laughs) I I don't even know, you know?
1: Trey Lance would be interesting. Oh, Brock Purdy would be funny too if they just followed around brock purdy for a season honestly if they just put a camera in the 49ers locker
0: room specifically their quarterback room at this point it might make some good tv for a netflix documentary
1: yeah netflix is going to be real confused when sam darnold is starting week one for the 49ers they're gonna be like what the fuck is going on here with this team so wait we, <laughs> we have, have to have
0: nothing to we have to have everyone mic'd up
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah good lord that is going to be an experience if they pick any 49er even garoppolo would be an experience i mean the rate yeah. he's clearly the quarterback of the raiders but i mean well, if they kind of like explain his origin story before that it'll be interesting
0: i i think the reason garoppolo kind of like came to mind too was also like Kirk cousins like they did like a little sit down between all three of the quarterbacks in this year's documentary where they listed their most underrated quarterback. And both Mariota and Patrick Mahomes said Kirk Cousins was their most underrated quarterback. But Kirk Cousins said that he thought Jimmy Garoppolo was his most underrated quarterback in the league. You could work off that as like a basis for who you'd want to cast in this year's version of the show.
1: Underrated the Jimmy Garoppolo story, even though the 49ers tried to replace him three times and couldn't do it. Well, that's part of, that's part of the
0: story. (laughs) Like he's even underrated by his own team.
1: Yeah. I wonder why when Brock Purdy came in and immediately put up better numbers than him as soon as he got into that offense, I wonder well, why. Well, the numbers kind of, it
0: depends on which numbers you look at, but.
1: And Brock Purdy was number one in passer rating and number one in touchdown INT ratio well, and all yes, that yes, but
0: Jimmy Garoppolo was also top five in passer rating and all those respective statistics too at the yes. time of his injury. So, you know, but yes, I will say without going on a whole diatribe about this, I did respect what Brock Purdy did towards the end of the season. There was just things you watched on tape and you're like, wow, I haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo do that since 2017.
1: Yeah. And the Raiders decided that was the quarterback they wanted. They were were just going to slide Jimmy Garoppolo in there basically no difference from Derek. Gosh, you're talking me into Jimmy Garoppolo on the Netflix show now. I think I think you're talking me into that over Gardner Minshew living out of a van in the offseason and doing crazy weight training.
0: I just think it would be good TV. Guys, young, single, attractive. I think too. Who knows his personal life? Obviously, this last season, we just saw a bunch of married guys on the show. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers earlier.
1: How's how's (laughs) it be to just be a
0: million dollar athlete and single?
1: So they completely pivot. They go to Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, and Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.